My name is Dr. Michael Brown, and this is Three Words, a bite-sized podcast about the simple and yet very strategic choices that all of us can make in order to become the very best version of ourselves and to feel fully alive. Speaking of feeling fully alive, I have here in the studio today my son and physician, Dr. Justin Michael Brown, who's going to talk about not weighing yourself. In fact, the three words today are stop weighing yourself, which is a little bit provocative because he and I together care about your fitness. We care about who you're becoming in the physical dimension of your life. But today in this podcast, you will be intrigued to know that the numbers on a scale are not the only numbers we should be looking at. In fact, at times, it's the least important number. There's a variety of numbers and choices that we can be increasing and some numbers that we can be decreasing that will have far greater health benefits to you than even calorie intake or the pounds on the scale. So listen into this episode. Well, Dr. Justin Michael Brown, you are no stranger in the Three Words Podcast studio, and you're no stranger to me because I'm your father and I've known you since the day you were born. But it's fun to have you here and engage you in a conversation where I am the learner and you are the expert. So our three words today are... Thanks, Dad. I, I appreciate you having me on, and I am grateful for, again, the opportunity to, in particular, talk about medical topics that are relevant to my practice. So today's three words are stop weighing yourself. Now, it's interesting. We just did a podcast episode with uh, fitness uh, lifestyle coach Carter Good in Austin, Texas, that fitness isn't everything. But one of the things he and I chatted about was the fact that I do weigh myself every single day. And these three words are provocative even to me. Why are you thinking like this and where do they come from? Sure. So I, I want to talk a little bit about from the medical perspective, what is weight? Why, why does weight matter? How do we define weight? So within medicine, we talk about weight in terms of and stratify it as uh, healthy weight, unhealthy weight, uh, underweight, having overweight or having obesity. Um, and that's based on an index we call the body mass index or the BMI, where um, it is a quotient that is based on someone's height, what is considered a healthy weight for them. Okay. And I think weight really matters when it comes to, to medicine and to health because it's very clear when it comes to the science and when it comes to our health that the weight makes a difference, mm -hmm. that if we are underweight if we have overweight, if we have obesity, that it increases our risk of, of negative health outcomes, such as having a heart attack, risk of having a stroke, risk of having cancer. So when I interact with my patients as well as my life coaching clients, I will encourage them that if they have overweight or they have obesity or if they are even underweight, um, that they would try to find themselves and, and to get themselves to a healthier, healthier weight. So uniquely, this particular podcast is not called Stop Losing Weight, but it's actually called Stop Weighing Yourself. Well, and if you're wanting our clients and our listeners and your patients to be a healthy weight, aren't you wanting them to weigh themselves so they know when they're getting within that range of the healthy weight? Totally. And this is, this is the nuance of the conversation is okay. I think that sometimes when we focus so much on weight, on weight loss, on the numbers, on the scale, it can leave us feeling really discouraged. Mm -hmm. we, we live in a culture that is very weight focused. 
weight preoccupied, um, weight obsessed, weight obsessed. There, there is, you know, even when it comes to, um, to, to weight and in the professional setting that there's evidence that, that people that have overweight or have obesity are much less likely to get a promotion and likely to get paid not as much as someone who's a normal weight. There is discrimination there. There's inequity there. And there's so many layers to this conversation that I try to be really careful when I talk about weight. But I think that when we focus so much on losing weight, then sometimes it leaves us feeling discouraged and it makes it harder for us to make healthy choices. So what are the choices you want us to make um, that would get us to a healthy weight? Talk to us through the medical lens as a physician. What does that look like? I think that we all know and are aware of what are those things that that makes us the most healthy. It's it's very clear. And and I think we'll talk about some of those things later, but I want to specifically – acknowledge that losing weight is one of the hardest things that we can possibly do when it comes to our health. I would say, and when I talk to my patients and my clients about it, I'd say losing weight is even harder than quitting smoking. Wow. Um, and, and when we think about weight and we think about health outcomes, obesity, having obesity is the number two preventable cause of death in the United States, only second to smoking. But I would say it's even harder to do than to quit smoking. I think one of the reasons that focusing on the scale can be so discouraging is because one, as we're making healthy choices and we watch that number on the scale and it never changes, we get so discouraged and we say, well, obviously I should stop making these healthy choices because they're not working for me because the whole focus is, is on the weight. Yeah. And my guess is you're what you're, what I'm in, you're insinuating is the fact that you can be at the same weight and never change the weight on the scale while at the same time becoming healthier. Absolutely. And there's a lot of, over the years, there's been a lot of kind of debate among scientists on whether it's better to be a healthy weight who does nothing physically in terms of physical activity, lives a sedentary lifestyle, um, or if it's better to be someone who is physically active yet has overweight. And, And there's a lot of debate and discussion about that. But what is clear is that healthy choices make us healthy even if they never help us to lose weight. Can I pause just for a moment in the middle of this episode with my son, Justin, just to simply invite you to share this with a friend or a family member who you think struggles and could really be inspired and benefit from this conversation. Now back to the episode. You know, the three words were stop weighing yourself. And as we started kind of investigating and exploring what this conversation might look like, I almost wanted to rename it calculate the numbers hmm. because there's so many numbers because that's what that's what a weight is we're studying you know 150 130 180 or whatever the number is that you're trying to shoot for and the the number that you are what if we looked at different numbers hmm. and i'm guessing there even through a uh, physiological um physician's lens there's different numbers that are more important but even as a life coach i'm thinking the number of times you walk in the course of a day, Hmm. the number of hours you sit in front of the television, the number of hours you scroll, the number of minutes you spend every day stressing. And I started just creating this list of numbers Hmm. that I think contribute so much to emotional, mental, physical, spiritual health. How many minutes a day? What's the number of minutes that you spend breathing, meditating, praying, reading, 
You know, we can begin to look at all these various numbers besides just the numbers on the scale. That's how I think about it. Talk to me about that. Absolutely. I think the first number that comes to mind that when we talk about numbers to reduce okay. is, is oftentimes, and I've heard you talk about this, we talk about um, counting the calories, reduce the number of calories a day. And I think that there is a similar risk with counting calories that we can, we can become preoccupied by the number. We can become obsessed with that particular number and it can actually be harmful for us. Um, I want to take a brief aside and talk about this idea of, of how focusing on calories, focusing on that number on the scale can be detrimental in that it can increase our weight related anxiety. It can exacerbate this, this false belief that our weight is tied to our worth. Um, and I think it additionally can, can put us at risk for having an unhealthy relationship with food and exercise. And when we have an unhealthy relationship with food and exercise, we're at risk for having exercise related injuries, uh, nutritional deficiencies that can lead to a, a low blood count, um, irregular heart rhythms, irregular periods, um, even early death. And there's something that we talk about in medicine called eating disorders or disordered eating where we have an unhealthy relationship with food and with exercise. Um, I want to take a moment and specifically kind of acknowledge if, if any of these words describe our viewers, then maybe it would be helpful to see a doctor. So um, if this is true of you, I have an intense fear of gaining weight. So I regularly skip meals to reduce body fat, even though by definition I have a normal body weight. Or my attempts to lose weight often leave me feeling tired or physically weak or fatigued. Mm. Or lastly, sometimes I lose control of how much I eat and I compensate for this by inducing vomiting, um, overusing medications or, or exercising several hours every day. I think that these sort of things, um, these eating disorders can be exacerbated by a focus on the scale, a focus on the calories. But as far as counting calories, I, I do believe that, that for those of us that, that don't necessarily, um, struggle with an eating disorder, it can, it can be helpful. Um, in order to lose a pound every week, one would have to cut about 500 calories every day. Um, and that's just numbers. You mentioned calculate yeah. kind of the numbers. Calculate the number. Um, and, and if we do that, then we'll lose a pound every week just by the numbers game. But unfortunately, the problem is going to come if we're cutting too many calories again. Um, where we're doing too many calories, which is, you know, upwards of 3,000, 4,000 calories or too few calories, which the recommendation is that people would not eat less calories than 1,500 calories a day or they're at risk of some of the, those nutritional deficiencies. So that's helpful. So 1,500 calories, you probably shouldn't go below that. Right. And you probably shouldn't be hitting four or 5,000 calories. A day. Un unless you're a, a major athlete that, that yeah. is needing that or, or if you have, um, if you're really, really tall, again, it's all kind of dependent sure. on your personal physiology. That's good to at least get a frame of reference it is. what you're thinking so, about. So we talked a little bit about calories. A couple other things to reduce, and you, you hit some of them, but I, I made a list. Numbers to reduce besides numbers on the scale. Cigarettes per day. Hours of screen time per day, minutes spent sitting per day. You talk about, and I've heard you say that sitting is the new smoking and, and, and the evidence, whether it's sitting is the new smoking exactly. in terms of how, if it's as bad, um, it is harmful. Even if you're physically active 
for half an hour, 40 minutes a day. If you sit all day long, you are not as healthy as someone that gets up every hour, takes a little walk break. Um, other numbers to reduce, tablespoons of condiments on each meal or tablespoons of salad dressing, um, snacks you eat, and not snacks you eat when you're hungry, but snacks you eat when you're not hungry. Those are numbers to reduce. Sugary or alcoholic beverages each week, um, meals containing red meat each week, trips to the ice cream shop or fast food restaurant. <laughs> I know that when I... Um, when my wife and I made the move to Akron, there's this ice cream place right next to our house. And there was a season where we were going there three or four times every single week. <laughs> and it was an easy health decision for us to count. You know what? What if we just say we're only going to go there once a week? And, and we look for, we put it on the calendar and we look forward to that particular day of once a week instead of three or four times a week. That's a number to reduce. And then I would even say as a, as a medical provider, Reducing the number of times you forget to take your medication. It can be really hard to manage one's medications and, and things like that. So those are some numbers I think that we can reduce or focus on reducing beyond just focusing on the numbers on the scale. So I'm curious about cholesterol and triglycerides. And I, I you know, I'm not meaning to get too deep into these kind of things, but blood work, uh, obviously we talk about calories and weight, but are there different things that we should be managing as we age in regards to some of our blood work? I would say as far as blood work goes, the big one, as you mentioned, is is cholesterol and, and the other one is blood sugar. Mm. So cholesterol, um, when you have too much cholesterol, it kind of thickens your blood. It can rub against your arteries, cause inflammation, and increases our risk of having a heart attack or a stroke in the future. And in the exact same way, having too high of blood sugar as well um, can be harmful. So that's kind of where making some of these healthy choices, doing exercises, um, regardless of whether you lose weight, is going to reduce mm. your cholesterol. It is going to reduce your blood pressure. It is going to reduce your blood sugar. And even if you lose zero pounds, You're all healthier. of those things will improve and you will be healthier. I love that. So success is not just measured on the scale. It is measured in a multifaceted approach to healthy living. Now we're talking about numbers to reduce. I'm guessing you also have numbers to increase. I do definitely. So my list here, numbers to increase steps per day. Everyone kind of shoots for that 10,000 steps per day. That's and a lot of steps. You know, it is, it is. Um, and, and the science doesn't really support a specific number of steps per day that will officially make us healthy or help us to be at the maximum physical fitness, but increasing our steps per day is a good thing. Of course. Other numbers to increase, servings of fruits and vegetables per day, hours of sleep per night. Mm. Here's an interesting fact is that when I think about health and in particular, even about losing weight, something that people don't talk enough about is that we cannot lose weight if we're sleep deprived. That if you are getting six hours of sleep every night, you will not be able to lose nearly as much weight as you would if you were getting seven, eight hours of sleep every night. Wow. And no one talks about that. Yeah. Um, other things to increase, minutes of exercise per week. I always recommend people shoot for that golden 150 minutes a week. That if you do, you know, five days a week, half an hour a day, half an hour each day, or if you even do, um, you split it up in different ways. 150 is kind of that golden number that's recommended in medicine. Um, minutes of reflective or meditative time each week, you know, taking your emotional temperature, engaging in those particular spiritual practices and rhythms that, that make you mentally and emotionally healthier. Um, those things in, improve your blood pressure as well when you're not as stressed. 
yeah. when you take those minutes. And then the last thing is, as a doctor that I would say is number of doctor's appointments a year. I think so often I have people that I'll see in the emergency department and they'll say, well, before I came here, I was the healthiest guy ever. I haven't seen a, a doctor in 25 years. <laughs> and I find that interestingly, it tends to be the opposite case that if you haven't seen a doctor in 25 years, unfortunately, that means you probably have a lot of things that that nobody's been counting or noticing as far as your cholesterol, your blood pressure, and you could be at really high risk of, of having a heart attack or a stroke. As we so you're about. a family physician, you're not a dentist, but just today, son, I called and made a dentist appointment because hmm. I thought to myself, it's been a while. Hmm. And the receptionist on the other end said, uh, Dr. Brown, you were last here in 2015. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, that is impossible. I think I came right before the pandemic. It's she definitely goes, time. Six years is long enough <laughs> to be able to, to go to go see your dentist. Hmm. So so I guess guilty as charged. I, I don't see the doctor as often as I probably should. So but I feel like developing a relationship with your doctor. Uh, and I have a really great doctor now, so I think is is really helped in being able to increase those. But I'm guess hmm. also guessing that as we age, we really do need to, to tend to Doctor visits, dental visits, eye visits, all, all of, those. of those things. Absolutely. Um, and so forth. So I appreciate this. Any final thoughts as you think about this idea of not focusing exclusively on the scale in particularly your weight? I think, like you mentioned, it is a numbers game that if we focus not on the scale, but instead on increasing the frequency of healthy choices and decreasing the frequency of unhealthy choices – we will inevitably become healthier, even if we don't lose weight. Well, and it's interesting you say that because obviously we focus so much on three words and in DMB coaching on the next best choice. Hmm. And what we don't want to be is discouraged. And it sounds like the weight uh, game, the scale uh, infatuation is can be very discouraging. And there's all these other things that we can chalk up on any given day. Is like I made a slew, numerous positive choices that hmm. I can control that are in my uh, realm of possibilities that can make me healthier. And I think that perspective is going to be great for me to think about as well as for all of our listeners. So thank you so much for sharing with me, Dr. Brown. For life coaching, consulting services, or to hire a keynote speaker, please visit dmbcoaching.com.